Hey, what's up? What's up, everybody? It's your boy, Slizzy, State of the New York Knicks, episode 111. I got my guy, Mr. Mitchell, in the building. How you doing, brother? Yeah, brother, I'm doing real well. Doing real well out here. Um, beautiful weather out here in Australia for a change, so that's good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, compared to what, what's been transpiring with the fire fires and stuff over there. Yeah, I'm yeah. glad that y'all good because we ain't good over here. <laughs> we, <laughs> it, it, it's nothing but hell over here, but you know, we just living, you know, regular stuff. Yeah. Um, so the bubble was finished. Um, Lakers are the NBA champions. Congrats to LeBron James. Uh, it's a, it, it, besides the Lakers, you know, winning the championship. It's some it's some Nick news, man. It's some new news that came out today that was that was a little eye opening for me. So what what you want to get into first, man? It it's like three things I got on my mind right now, but we what, what you wanted to get into? Yeah, um well first off, yeah, um like yourself, um congratulations to Lakers and, and Lakers fans out there on a on a job well done. Um, and of course, LeBron James on winning his fourth uh, fourth ring. Um, very, very good effort. Um, and yeah, I, pre- I predicted the whole time the game, the, like the series, would go to a game six, possibly game seven, but it went to a game six, and I and I was happy with that. It was actually a really good NBA Finals. So um, I hope everyone enjoyed it that was watching. Um, but yeah, let, I suppose let's get straight into um, today's today's news. Um. Well, t- today's news is so funny because we 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 talked about this a lot. We 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 talked about the mellow ball in the past. We we spoke about picking with our top pick if we get the top pick. And today <laughs> it comes out first of all the mellow signed to Puma. We all know who is Puma's uh uh ambassador, Clyde, Will Clyde Frazier. And he signed a five-year deal. And then on Jalen and Jacoby, LaMelo Ball said he only spoke to two teams. The Warriors and the Knicks. So, it's three things I get from this right now. One, he interviewed bad on purpose. Like, he, he had to bomb the interviews, like, on some just – Straight up giving terrible answers, terrible uh, body language. Just they say his interviews was terrible. So off rip, I feel like you know Lamelo wants to steer his own path. But for number one, number one for me, Lamelo wants to be a Nick or he wants to be a Warrior. That's number one. Number two. Today comes out that the Knicks would like to move. Well, it came out yesterday. Well, the Knicks would like to move, would, would like to trade back if Lamelo Ball or James Wiseman falls to eight. <laughs> what? what? <laughs> that is so funny to me. And number three, and I'm gonna let you just tackle everything else. Number three for me, it means it, it, it tells me that. LaMelo Ball is negotiating through the media that, hey, look, 
I, I want to be a Nick. I, is it just me who's seeing this? I, am I being a homer? I don't know, bro. Just explain to me what the hell is going on. Because off rip, off the news I got off LaMelo today, it feels like the Knicks will trade up. Uh, uh, based off my assumption. So how you feel about it? Yeah, well, um, I've been saying for a while because it's been the noise for a while. Um, and his father also said it a while back. That they were that they were making sure that they direct him straight to the Knicks. That that New York is where he wants to be, and I think I think the Warriors are, are second on on his list if if we can't pick him. Um, but I really believe that he, he's talked more New York than anything else. So has his dad. Um, it's been that way for at least six months. I've been hearing that noise that they that's where they direct him to. Um, I don't see him falling to eight. Um, that's that's for sure. Um, I, I see him going in the top five easily. Um, even though that you know you look at this draft class and and I agree with with most pundits on this that there's no real clear cut number one like there has been in past drafts. Um, it keeps swapping and changing. Um, so I, I still think he'll go in top five, and I, and I think we're going to move up to be in a position to be able to select him. Oh, I think. Um, there's just too much noise surrounding it from, uh, you know, you, you, you see it all the time. And when, when there's noise, there's usually fire. So I, I have a feeling that, yeah, he, uh, his camp and Nick's brass have, um, have got him in play. Oh, that's, I, I gather that, that he's at the top of their board. That's what they're angling for. They're going to see what they can possibly do to get in a position to, to get him. So, yeah, that that's where I I think everybody like both parties' heads are at. Uh, you know, I think the Knicks have always wanted him first and foremost before you know anybody else. And this whole time, as as I've said, he's him and his camp have been angling to go to New York. That that's where he wants to be. Um, so I'm and I'm glad because that's that's what you want. You want a player that wants to to be you know on your team and and wants to be there. Yep. Um, and I have no doubts that if, if we manage to get in a position to get him, that he, he'll handle the bright lights. Um, he'd be used to that anyway with, you know, doing those shows with his family and stuff like that. So he, he, he's had cameras in front of him. He's, he, you know, so he had a lot of media attention too out here because um, it was, it was uh, Australia's league's biggest signing in, in quite some time. Um, so, you know, he, he'll be used to it. He'll he'll handle it, I, I think, with ease, um, and and I think it'll be a good pick. Um, you know, we we really need a point guard. Um, we've got a couple on the roster just just aren't up to scratch when it pertains to a starter. Um, so yeah, oh, I think it's a it's a wise pick, uh, especially now. I keep hearing uh, I've gone a little bit off Edwards because I keep hearing a lot of people a bit worried that he he could pan out like Wiggins. Um, so Macklemore. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I was high on him for quite some time. Um, but yeah, no, I think Lamello's gonna be the choice. I, I think we're gonna somehow get up at least in the top three picks somewhere, whether it's one, two or three. And that's um him bombing interviews on purpose, you know, that we've seen players do that in the past. Um, if especially if they're angling to go somewhere. Uh, you know, Kobe got chose by the Hornets, but he didn't want to go to the Hornets. He wanted to be in LA. So, you know, it's it's 
you know, things have been done before, you know. Eli Manning in the NFL yeah. angling from the Chargers to go to the Giants because he didn't want to play for the Chargers, you know. So, yeah. I still remember Eli Face. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't want to be chosen by the child just his face when they charge him. Oh, no. <laughs> Yo, his face was priceless, bro. Oh, it was oh, brilliant. <laughs> oh, God. And then, and then oh. once it all got sorted then and he put that Giants cap on, he, he couldn't wipe the smile off his face. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's funny. It, I, and, I, and I was doing a little – soul searching myself so shout outs to the thread that i'm in on twitter so they posted this little tidbit and i'm I'm gonna read this off off to you real quick and then you tell me you tell me your opinion about it so basically it says i've been told many has up to 12 teams who have given them offers for the first overall well, that's intriguing. I was told Indy was by far the most interested, but was declined as they only want to move one of Turner or Sabonis. That's it. Many would like War- TJ Warren and one of them. Indy is willing to tra- willing to trade Warren Oladipo, but many wants insurance on on Depot, which will not happen. And Indy sees Warren as a main piece. So it, it also goes to say. Minnesota wants a pick swap with a top 18 and a 2021 pick. Lightly protected first like Atlanta got from Dallas. And I don't think they're getting that. I was told no one was interested. Of course, Minnesota offered Atlanta the pick for a pick swap and and Kevin Hunter. I mean, and Hunter and was quickly declined. And they did the same for Kevin Herter. And was quickly declined as as Atlanta had no interest in trading anyone for, for in their core. Atlanta did counter with Bruno in the number six and was declined. As of now, I was told a setting offer of a first James Johnson for six and OKC's first 2022 is a standard offer. They they tried the same with New York, wanted Mitchell Robinson in the eighth for the number one pick, but was declined. That's noteworthy. New York declined that number one pick for Mitch in the eighth pick. So that's noteworthy. NY then countered with a number eight pick and a 27th overall pick for the first overall pick as a standard offer. So basically right now, Minnesota's open for business. And the Knicks, if the Knicks could get the first overall pick for the eighth and the twenty seventh, and I say you throw in the Dallas twenty twenty three pick. I mean, should we build Leon Rose's statue right now? Because I'm doing that in a heartbeat. And then to 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 piggyback off that trade, I'm trying to call the Phoenix Suns, and I'm trying to see what they want to do with that 10th pick. Now, if you want to try to get Kelly Oubre in the 10th pick on in a trade, and I'm trying to send off Julius Randle and somebody else, probably Frank Nilekina, even though I don't want to give him up, or, or Kevin Knox, or, you know, I mean, I'm doing it, bro. I'm, I, it, I like what the Knicks is doing. 
I, I just want to know from those from those two paragraphs I just read off to you, bro. How, now, how are you feeling about what the Knicks is doing? What do you feel about what Minnesota is doing? And how can the Knicks pull this off? Yeah, well, I think it, Knicks are in a good position. We're in a good position with with all those picks that we've accumulated. Um, and I've known for a while, and I've also believed for a while, Minnesota was always going to trade that first pick uh, simply because um, I'm of the view uh, Wiseman wouldn't go well with Towns, and he's one of the names at the top of the list, and there's a, there's a couple of point guards, and none of them would fit with D'Angelo Russell. So they're wanting to – I knew they would, would want to drop lower, um, and, and there's a little bit of depth in this draft. So, so they'll probably get someone – once they drop, with one, once they make a deal, um, they'll probably get someone of need anyway. Uh, so I, I believe we could get a deal done just purely based on – I think at the moment the focus would, would honestly be um, to get that number one pick. And then one, if we can secure that, and like you mentioned, then try and get into the top ten again by trading with Phoenix for that tenth, and getting possibly getting Cali Oubre, um, who who I think is a underrated player, um, definitely would be a lot better on the team and fit in a lot better than Julius Randle. Um, you know, so it, you know, I, I think we could pull it off. I think we've got the the picks and the assets there to be able to do it. Just it's just obviously in the end up to Minnesota. You know, whether they say yay or nay, you know. And in the end of it, that they, they could eventually be backed into the corner of, well, you've got knock back, knock back, knock back, knock back, knock back every single time you've tried to get rid of this. Um, you know, in the end, it might fall to us. Because, it might just fall to us because in reality, these other couple of teams like the Pacers and, and that, they don't have the the, the, the the war chest of picks that we've got. Um at our disposal that we can use, see, and that's an enticing. That would be enticing for any team that would be trading with us. You know, looking at us, going, oh, you know, it was just like um, mm-hmm. seasons ago. People were looking at Boston Celtics the exact same way when they had their Trevor Trove of picks. Um, you know, so yeah, same sort of deal. Um, I really hope Leon and, and the guys get in there and can can get that number one pick that, that, as I said, that's my focus at the moment because you get that number one pick, boom, there's LaMelo. All right. Um, and then, as I said, you can focus on trying to get in back in the, the top 10 if, if, if you really want to. Um, so yeah, it'd be interesting to see how it plays out, but yeah, Minnesota is definitely open for business and oh, I, I, I could see that heading that way anyway, because the talent saying that that'll go in the top five just wouldn't fit in that roster and what they're sort of looking for. Um, so they've got a, they've got their point guard, obviously that they're happy with with D'Lo. Um, you know, mm-hmm. you've got Towns at centre, so you know you, you need to find fits that are going to fit around those two. Um, and yeah, as I said, Lamelo, Edwards, Wiseman, got those three guys, for instance, just wouldn't fit in. It's going to be really interesting because I don't know what the hell is going to happen draft night. I'm just hoping that the Knicks do the right thing, 
We don't get Stephen Curry no more during the draft and draft for Jordan Hill. The eighth pick for the Knicks is currently cursed. I don't want to choose another Frank Nilakina. I don't have time for another project. Even though LaMelo Ball jump shot looks shaky, I feel like he has a foundation that we can build off of. When you're a 6'8 point guard that averaged seven rebounds and seven assists overseas, yeah. I'm going to have to take that into account. Yeah, exactly. He and, put it this way. I... I've, I've said this uh, time. Like he'll be a little bit of a project because he's still quite young. Um, but the talent I've seen, you know, even the flashes of talent um, that I've seen live in person when he was out here playing, I can honestly, you know, honestly say 100% that oh, I think that he's going to be a better basketball player than his brother that plays for the Pelicans, Lonzo. Um, I already think he's a better passer, just he's – his vision when he, when, you know, when the pass succeeds, it, it's just brilliant. It was just brilliant to watch. So that the talent's there. And obviously with, with age, obviously will get better as well. So it's a damn, it's tough. Like as far as Mitchell Robinson is concerned, I don't want to trade Mitch. I feel like, Mitch can be a foundational piece for the future. I I honestly want to see Mitch. Go ahead. I honestly want to see Mitch play like Bam on the Heat. At least have a mid range. At least have a mid range game. But Bam don't even have a, a an established mid range game yet. Like he'll no, it's not. It- it's not fully established, but I'll, I'll give him something. He, he is getting there, and and I, I do like he's a, he has a bit of an arc to his shot, which, which kind of you know looks kind of sweet when when it goes in and everything. So at least he's out there doing that. That's what I'm sort of saying. Like I'd like to see Mitch make that progress. Someone someone needs to sort of get into him, like Jimmy Butler got into Bam, and just say, hey, come on, stop doing all this in practice and and just try it in a game. You just got to get that confidence to to shoot it. Yeah, because. Mitchell Robinson, I don't want him just to be a rim runner. That's that he's too talented to just be a rim runner. And yeah. then it, it, it's tough for me because Mitchell Robinson is linked to Golden State for the second pick. I, it's tough, man. When you when you looking at the playoffs, bro, and you see the salaries combined for the starting centers of the Heat and the Lakers, it wasn't a lot. And I feel like being coming from an objective point of view, I just feel like you can find a Mitchell Robinson off the street. Now, what I, when it, what I mean by that is you can find a, a rim runner. You can find a rim protector. You can find a Dwight Howard, a Willie Cully Stein, a, one of these dudes who won't cost you a lot, who can protect the rim? Understandable Mitchell Robinson shot 74% from the field. But that is a hollow stat. I really don't like when people mention that stat because we only won 21 games. So how much of that 74% helped us win? And he did it with only dunks and layups. So I need to just see more. I need to see a little more on the offensive side of the ball. But at the same time, it's tough because you got some fans – who's saying, yeah, we could give up Mitchell Robinson for the second pick. 
yeah, James Wiseman is better than Mitchell Robinson. Like, you got a lot of people saying that right now. James Wiseman, sorry, I'm going to just come into the defense of Mitchell Robinson real quick. Now, as far as James Wiseman is concerned, this man shot, his, his effective field goal percentage was under 50% in high school. That is horrible. And you would think that a seven-footer of his height would shoot better than that. Then on top of that, he didn't shoot a lot of threes in high school. He didn't shoot no threes in college. And his defense, like his shot instincts is ridiculous. His shot IQ is terrible. He would go for a mid-range jumper over a guy that's 6'5 instead of taking him to the basket. And he can't defend on the perimeter. Mitchell Robinson can legit switch out onto any guard and guard him on the perimeter. And Mitchell Robinson also has two-plus blocks per game off the bench in the past two years. So, I love James Wiseman. He sounds cool, but I'm good with Mitchell Robinson. And I do not want to put Mitchell Robinson in no trades. And it, 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 it's tough. Would, would you trade Mitchell Robinson if you had – for? and I'm going to just throw this out there. We know we got to pay Mitchell Robinson next offseason. The max amount, I believe, right now will be a four-year, $52 million. And he's not accepting that this offseason. So, what do you want to see from him? And also, would you trade him to the Warriors for the number two pick? Um, yeah, I, w- I want to see him, as I said, at least, um, at least get a mid-range game going on uh, and maybe take a three or two in a game here and there. Because, um, you know, I've, I've seen him do that in, in videos on, on YouTube training and stuff like that. So, that, I mean, that's what I want to see him extend his game from an offense perspective. Um, and as for trading him for the two pick, uh, it'd be interesting. I mean, if we couldn't get a deal done with Mini to get one, I'd be willing to do it with Warriors to get two because, as, as I said, I... I I don't think there's a definitive, like, draft pick that's that's sort of put themselves above the rest at the moment. So I, I think sitting one or two, you're going to have the opportunity to get Lamelo. Um, so it yeah, it'll it'll it it again. It's interesting, but with Mitch, as I said, oh, I'd prefer to keep him. I, I'd um, you know he's shown well, he's shown more promise than even Kevin Knox. Um, and from what I, I see in his training videos, as I said, when, when he's on the practice, you know, he, he's shooting threes like really sweetly. Um, he, he's, got, he's showing a mid range game. I just need to see that in game, you know, against defenses. Don't see it enough. I think it's because of the coaches. Yeah. I, I don't know if the coaches are scared to unleash him in that way or he, he's a little bit. He's a little bit. Uh, you know, too cautious to try it in a game, but he's just got to do it. He's got to extend it because, you know, as, as you've mentioned plenty of times on these podcasts before, and I've mentioned, you know, the, the five position has changed um, and, and they need to be able to shoot. Uh, they, they, you know, they, they can't just stick to the rim all the time because that's, it's sort of evolved. The position's kind of evolved um, thanks to a lot of the big men in today's NBA. Uh, so, as I said, Bam's even getting in on the act of at least 
add, try and add to his game and that. So, you know, if, if he can do it, then Mitch can do it, you know, sort of thing. So um, he just needs to try it. He just needs to give it a go. Eventually the confidence will get there and the shot will come. Um, and if in game it's as smooth as what I've seen in him doing practice, well, damn. You know, he, he's going to really add to his game having a mid-range and, you know, at least at least getting the attention of a defence from behind the three-point line. You know what I mean? At least they yeah. sort of can see, okay, he is willing to take a shot. Okay, well, we best get out there to try and defend that. Just on the off chance he sinks this, you know. So, um, whereas, you know, you get guys, like you said, like your Dwight Howards and your Andre Drummonds and, you know, they, they do all right rebounding-wise and, and – blocks and here and there and that that's the old school center game but it's just evolved too much now that it's not that they're they've been made redundant in, in that this they still do their job but they're more more better suited as a backup center because of their style than a starting center that's for sure especially in today's nba it's it's tough man i love mitchell robinson too man i just I can't give them up for a box of cookies, but if they offering that number two pick, it's, it's going to be tough, man. The Knicks roster is just so trash right now. So trash, so devoid of talent. And they're, at we the moment, know. as I said, Go ahead. Mitchell Robinson and, and RJ Barrett are the two bright spots. Um, you know, that that that's they've always been the two bright spots for me. Um, I think, you know, especially with RJ, he he's got the work ethic to get better. He continues to, continues to get better. He wants to be better. He wants to be the best. Um, so I, I love that drive uh, in in a player because you know players that have that drive usually succeed. And as I said, as we all know, he has exceeded at many levels. So I, I see a, a very bright future for him. And as long as Mitch is willing to, to progress his, as I said, his offensive game. We all know what he can do defensive-wise. Um, there's not much, much much room for improvement on that side of the ball. Um, but, yeah, when it pertains to offense, I, I just need to see more. I just need to see more. I know I know he can do more. I need to see it, though. <laughs> Mitchell Robinson is an interesting character. Interesting. Speaking of um, Mitchell Robinson in the center position on the Knicks, a lot of talk today was about, you know, bigs, backup centers, bigs on the market. Yeah. And one of the bigs that was brought up to me was DeMarcus Cousins. No. And <laughs> you just paid it, – it, it's funny because I just watched the Knicks pay Bobby Porter's $15 million. And I just heard you say no. <laughs> for me personally after paying Bobby Porter's 15 million dollars I would take a flyer on DeMarcus Cousins and l- let me just tell you why this guy uh, understandable he had his locker locker room issues in the past but I never heard nobody say he was a bad teammate um he played for the Warriors recently, so he been a, he been in a winning culture. He re-injured himself, hasn't played a season, and 
has been rehabbing, the Knicks don't have a dynamic big on the roster right now who could space the floor, play make some. I'm a little intrigued with DeMarcus Cousins. Even on his bad year, I believe he averaged 17 and 8, 17 and 9. (laughs) <laughs> like and that's all that's off an injury riddle year. So yeah. what why would like, why would Nick fans say no to a guy we can give a one year deal to on a prove it year deal? Prove it. I mean if yeah. you want to change your image, just like Thibodeau's trying to change his image, just like how Jimmy Butler recently changed his image from being a bad teammate. I mean, why not take a chance on on a guy like Demarcus Cousins? And, yeah, well, it's not. And, for, it, go ahead. For me personally, it's it's not his um, not all the talk that I've heard over the years about what he's like in a locker room, because sometimes that can just be media stirring things up, and and also other players just you know also stirring things up. You know, room, rumors be rumors sometimes. So. Um, no, that's not what worries me with him. I've always um, liked and respected Boogie's game, and I know what he can do at full strength. The thing that worries me is him doing that major injury consecutively, consecutively, twice. Um, I've seen other players never bounce back from doing it once. So yeah, it does worry me. It does worry me, but... In saying that, if they could get him on a hella cheap deal for a year, I mean, year flyer deal, yeah, sure. Um, I had another big in mind, though. I had another big in mind. Um, Serge Ibaka. (laughs) I like Serge. I had another two because, I mean, Serge, yeah, he can play the four and the five. So, yeah, you could play him with Mitchell. You could have him as a backup. The only other person I've been thinking of, he's not a five, but he's a four, and we know he can shoot, and when he's healthy the last couple of seasons he's been pretty lit, is bringing Gallinari back. Oh, Gallo ain't coming here, bro. Did you read the recent article they said? What Gallo no, said? I didn't catch it. Oh. <laughs> Gallo basically said, it's time for me to win a championship. I'm not in my 20s no more. So you might as well write off, write the Knicks off your list. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> he, yeah. He specifically yeah. said that. So, But, yeah, no, Serge Ibaka, um, it, yeah, he intrigues me. Um, he, he's played – he's had a couple of good seasons up in Toronto. Um, you know, he, he was good but even back in the earlier days with – back in OKC, I remember. Um, he, I think he'd be a good addition. He can he can shoot the three mid range game. He defends, um, yeah. And I've always thought he's a little bit under on the underrated side, but he's always played well. Um, so I, I think if not as as you said, if not take a fly on Demarcus, maybe offering a contract to uh, Serge. Serge could teach the young boys how to win. So I do I do like his pickup. The thing about it is the the Marcus Cousins bring a whole new dimension to the game because you got to remember, bro, like this guy 
was one of the original bigs who was shooting threes and and, and you know taking taking rebounds full court dunking on people. I, I mean, Cousins just bring a whole new dimension to the game. Like what, whatever Julius Randle wanted to do, that's what Cousins could do as far as playmaking is concerned. Um, and I mean, he could also, in in my opinion, he could also play the four, four the five too, Cousins. If if he was fully healthy, I could I could see him playing the four even. Yes, yes. It depends though. You would have to do zone a lot because you don't want it, you don't want Cousins to get stuck on picks. Yeah. Well, and that's where Serge Ibaka is like a better fit because you could trust Ibaka to protect the rim. You probably can't trust DeMarcus Cousins to protect the rim all that much, but everything else he can he can bring. I know he could bring some playmaking, some scoring, uh some toughness, uh a big body besides Mitchell Robinson. So I, I, I think the Knicks need to look at that. Well, look at both of those two, because both of them yeah. both of them will be great pickups. I was I was gonna I was just about to add that actually. I was got, I was like if we could pick up both like, obviously you'd be paying Serge a little bit more, but get Demarcus on a year cheap prove it deal and, and bring in Serge as well. Whew. It's two two really good bigs there that that, that could teach these teach Mitch a thing or two. So then that means Randall got to go. <laughs> oh yeah, I uh, Randall's Rand, mate. I, man, I've been on the I've, I've been on the Randall out of here train for the last few months. Like he's gone. I, I really believe he is out of here. Like they're they're looking to trade him. It, it it's crazy, man. We thought Randall was going to be such a good fit. He is such a terrible fit with RJ Barrett. It, it's not even funny. Um, yeah. In other news besides DeMarcus Cousins and Serge Ibaka, I heard about a trade. So recently, Orlando Magic, well, this is not even recent because we've known this for about for a long time. If you're a Knicks fan, you've known this for a while now. But Orlando is very is interested in Dennis Smith Jr. And you've seen Thibodeau talk Dennis Smith Jr. up. You've seen the, the organization prop Dennis Smith Jr. up. And is it trade negotiations through the media? Because a, a trade that I've seen was the Knicks trading DSJ and the eighth pick for the 15th pick. And I guess insert player, maybe Mo Bamba, uh, you know, it was another guy, but I, I don't really know how to pronounce his name, but he was in Orlando Magic's G League last season. But Markel Fultz, I mean, how do you feel about that trade? And how do you feel about Orlando, you know, liking Dennis Smith Jr.? Something that is noted. Uh, uh, if, if, that, if that trade was to come to fruition, personally, I'd say do it. Uh, just for the simple fact is I've I seen Markel Fultz reclaim himself since being in Orlando, like at least reclaimed himself enough that he's no longer looked at as a bust. Um, you know, obviously he's, he, you still wouldn't look at him as, as, you know, where he went as a number one pick, but you know, he, he came along. Um, and I also think with Mo Bumba too, I think he needs a change of scenery and a change of coaching. I, I think he can be a reclamation project. I think Thibodeau, 
could work probably wonders with him. Um, so, I mean... I would love Mo Bamba here. Yeah. Oh, my God. But, I mean, straight out. I'll, I'll stray straight out. And, again, with, with 100% conviction here, Markel Fultz is a better point guard than, than DSJ. He... As I said, he improved once he got healthy finally and and got on the court with Orlando and that's just he improved. He improved his image. He improved his play. He had some big games um, where where he was getting talked about a little bit in the media. Um, so so I, I actually like him as well. So I, I would I would do that. I, I would straight out do that if if that was on the cards. Yeah, a lot of trade talk going on. A lot of trade talk uh, going on. I know there's a lot of trade talk because there's another one I've seen earlier today for a particular superstar that I really am not interested in bringing here. And that's Russell Westbrook. <laughs> I do not want Russell because this is how I view Russell Westbrook. Wherever he goes, that team falters it's not it's not getting to the nba finals with him as your point guard you're not getting to the nba finals um look i, I look i appreciate Russ, old school russell the highlight reel and and yeah he, he was a damn highlight reel with his dunks and stuff i appreciate that but no no um jam jam if that was the case and you know if that's really the way you know, our management was thinking, oh, we, we need, really need a vet point guard. We, if we want to get back into the pub, we need. And it came down to Russell Westbrook and CP3. I'd, I'd, I'd go CP3 just purely based on his playmaking. Um, and so, he, he, what if, let me throw a caveat in there. <laughs> what if the trade did not include Frank, Knox, RJ, Mitch, no lotto picks. Yeah, put it this way. If it was something like, I don't know, <laughs> and Houston really would have to be, I think, stupid to do it, but Julius Randle and, oh, fuck knows, I don't know, a couple second round picks or something. <laughs> I don't know. But, you know, like, if they did it like that, yeah, I'd be, I'd, I'd go, okay, all right, no worries. We'll bring him in. But, yeah, no. Nah, other than that, I wouldn't be doing it. I wouldn't be no doing no deal for him because I, I just have this feeling Maury will be trying to get the best he can possibly get from you know dealing him, like he's tried to do in the past with with other tra- big trades he's done. <laughs> oh man! So, Mister Mitchell, you don't want a former MVP? Can can. Can I play devil's advocate to what you just said, please? Yeah. As far as Russell Westbrook is concerned, I'm going to defend Westbrook real quick, right? We know the shooting has been horrible, right? But he was injured during the playoffs, which is fact. And he was never healthy when he was in the bubble. And before the bubble, before the league stopped play, he was actually averaging 30 points. And he was shooting... Great percentages from the field, 40-plus percent from the field. Uh, I believe it was 34-plus percent from the three-point line. But he was averaging 30 points. And Russell Westbrook, I would love for his team to take on his attitude, his nobody's my friend, I don't shake people's hands after losses, 
I don't want to talk to you if you're on the other team. I don't want to hug. I don't want to sh- Well, like, I'll, I'll, he's old school cut from that old school cloth. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I, I, I need that, bro. Yeah, I was going to say, as soon as you started saying that, then um, I'm sitting there going, now, if he was back in the old school era, Knicks, he would have fitted in nicely with Patrick Hewitt and all those boys. Like, yeah, just, just his dog attitude, man. Like, it, it just would have, yeah. you know, nasty attitude. would have fit in well. Um, you know, I mean, from that point of view, yeah. You know, to, for that to rub off on our player, on our young guys, they see that sort of attitude, the dog attitude, like, you know, don't, don't take no prisoners. Yeah. And, and I mean... I suppose you've got to look at it from the other coin too. Like he did have to play with Harden, and he seems to shine better when he's the sole superstar and he's just got his teammates around him because he was shining a lot better in OKC when he was by himself before he got traded to Houston. Mm. Um, it, it'll be interesting because, as I said, you know, you've, we've seen our, us attached to a trade for him. We've seen us attached to a trade for CP3. Ah, oh, it's just all this trade talk, man. I, I'm interested to see what which direction Leon's going to go and what what he really wants to do. Um, you know, you've, you've seen Berman, kids, bro, man. You know, you, you've seen Berman and and others report on on certain things, and you know, we, we've said it many times before. We know that there's a lot of old head Nick fans that just they just want to go back to the player. They, that's all they want. They just, you know. Um, so it's interesting. It's very interesting to see what, what Leon's minds on what he wants to do. Yeah, Leon Rose is an interesting character. He is nothing like Steve Mills, man. They, like, Nick's media is getting played like the middleman. You know? they, they they don't even know what the well, hell ta- is going on. He's a, he's a ta- tactician, you know. Um, uh, he, he's playing chess. Well, everyone else is playing checkers, mm-hmm. you know, so. <laughs> it, it, it's it, one thing I need him to do, right? I'm going to throw this at you. The Knicks need to do everything possible to make everybody around the Mavericks better. If you need to help facilitate a trade, help them do it. <laughs> That's what Leon Rose need to do. Help establish the rebuild. Right, but help the teams around the Mavericks. You have to make their pick become more meaningful because, bro, if the Knicks could pull off a trade, let's say we take on a bad contract. Uh, who got a bad contract? Al Horford. I don't want. I don't want nothing to do with Al Horford, bro. Nothing. But if the Knicks were to take a trade and we just so happen to get an extra 2021 pick, now we have three first-round picks in the 2021 draft. You can legit trade for a superstar if any superstar acts out of their current team. And it's not like you're, you're really giving up major assets because you have a whole stable of kids. So it, it's a lot to think about, bro. It, it, yeah, well, it's a lot to think and, about, bro. and just piggybacking off of that, I mean, uh, two things. There's a lot of bad contracts that could be available from, like you mentioned, like from Al Horford, Tobias Harris, CP3, Russell Westbrook, for example. And then names I've been keeping an eye on just because I've been hearing tidbits pop up here and there. 
for as you pertain to a superstar trade from De'Aaron Fox to Donovan Mitchell to Bradley Beal, you know, um, Damian Lillard's come up a few times, um, you know, so there's some there's some names that have gone circulant for a, for a little bit too. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be interesting. But I, I think Leon's got his finger on the pulse. I think he knows what he wants to do. Um, now he's, he's just going about executing it. All right. I, I think we, I think we got into everything. Is, is there anything we missed? No, no, I think we, we got into what, what we could look at like doing, whether it's to do with the, the second pick or the first pick, or as you mentioned, the um, Orlando pick and, uh, and trade going down to 15 and picking up some of those cats. Um, yeah, yeah, I think we, we pretty much covered everything. What we want out of Mitch, um, obviously, um, you know, as I said, RJ Barrett, um, we, we just need, we need guys around him and we, we want to see him shine. Um, and so that the, at the moment where, where I think that that need is, is point guard and obviously a big man that can shoot. So, um, that, that's the two needs, I, I, I think, personally. Um, and that's the two needs we really need to uh, knock out of the park before we focus on anything else. Perimeter shooting as well. We need some perimeter yeah. shooting. Dad, I, 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 yeah, another another wing would be nice. Um, as I said, like you mentioned earlier, like a Cali Oubre, um, you know, would be would be a good wing. Um, and there's a few of them around. Uh, and few that will will be available, whether it's by um, FA or via trades, um, if they will ask out of their teams. So, yeah, it'll be interesting what names pop up. Um, all, all I know is um, that they'll obviously get bring in a couple of vets, but if they're going to do a trade for a superstar, I think it'll be a superstar that's not a heck of a lot older than RJ, so it fits the timeline. That's why I'd be looking at younger guys like a, a Fox or a, or a Donovan Mitchell and, and guys like that. Um, mm. yeah. It's crazy because we spoke about trading for Fox. <laughs> we, it's, it's, watch, the, the names is going to start It's going to start firing well, up soon. soon. His, his name's the most prominent because, as we've both said and as has, you know, anybody who watches the NBA over the years knows – the, the King's owner is a bit of a stooge when it comes to forking out those dollars. So I, I don't think he's going to pay what De'Aaron Fox and his camp wants or and what they think he's worth. Um, we've seen it before with the Kings. So, yeah, I, I think that could play out very differently to probably what Kings fans are hoping for. <laughs> yeah, that's going to be it. Everything's going to be interesting. So, Final thing, NBA expected to open window for trades and signings prior to November 18th draft. So that is an important date. So, Nick fans, you got to make sure, just read the tweets. I'll be reading out too. Mr. Mitchell, I know you're going to be looking out too. But the first day that trades is able to happen, moves is going to be made. So, Leon Rose, I hope he does the right thing. I hope you don't do no quick fixes. Don't trade no first rounders for no old vets. Do not Maurice Cheeks us for Rod Strickland. Do not Carmelo Anthony Anthony us no more. 
Jamal Murray. I'm done with that. I do not need another George Hill moment with like with the Steph Curry nonsense. I don't want another moment like that. If you got your guy, go and get your guy. If LaMelo's the guy, go and get him. But do not give up no 2021 picks. That, that's all I got, Mr. Mitchell. Any final words, last words for the people, man, so we get out of here. Yeah. Um, as Liz mentioned, then the date's coming up for, for the trades opening that and obviously the draft following it. Uh, exciting times. I always love the off. I've always loved the off season because it's always exciting. Um, just to see see how it all plays out and how the new season's going to look. You know, with different different players moving to different teams. Um, so yeah, it, it, the next um, the next month or so is going to be very very interesting, Knicks fans, and uh, I, I think just get that excitement level up uh, and, and let's all pray that. Um, Leon and the team can can get us up into one of those one one or two the top two picks, um, so we can get our point guard for the future. Man, I'm hoping Leon Rose can just do the right thing. Um, and, and 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 if not for that, as I said, if 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 the noise gets louder and louder around Dr. and Fox, then then make that deal. <laughs> go go get him. Go get Dr. and Fox and pair him with R.J. Barrett. I'd love to see it. I'd love to see the speed that they'd both run at. <laughs> no, they just—they just get—they just would tear it up together, I believe. So, either way, I'd be happy. <laughs> yeah, that—that'd be a hell of a combination. Um, Nick fans, man, you know me and Mister Mister Mitchell coming on the pod, man. We're trying to give y'all the latest news, but today we had to—we had to get this out of here because that—that Lamelo Ball stuff was was crazy. I, you called it. You called it. On the earlier podcast we had, and you said that you think Lamelo is going to engineer a Eli Manning. Oh yeah, this is this is coming into fruition, and I am very happy about that. I am very pleased, Nick Nation. I know you're very pleased. So the next time me and Mister Mitchell is going to talk, hopefully it's going to be more news. Hopefully the next time we talk, trades is happening, and then we can really get into a lot of the things that we need to get into. But I appreciate Nick Nation for y'all coming on to the pod tonight to listen or in the morning or whenever you're doing. Shout out to everybody, Mr. Mitchell. Shout out to you. State of the New York Knicks podcast, episode 111. Out of here.